Hello, welcome. How's everybody doing today? I expected an answer like right away and no one said anything. Yeah, no, I, I'm also trying to send out this text message so okay. so they know I'm recording. But hi, welcome to Talk Comics to Me. I am, I'm Champ, Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather. And it's Wednesday. We have new comics. I have so many comics. I've got like a small amount of comics. That's still quite a bit. So we're just gonna just gonna dive right in. I just realized I get I go first. Yeah, you do go first. Okay, so this is the last issue of Berserker Unbound. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, this issue was fun. This uh, series, I actually I love the way this ended. Um, this issue, the the bad guys from the Berserkers world gets through the portal and is still trying to kill him. His human friend, who they call Buddy, I can't remember what his actual name is. <laughs> surprise, surprise. His name's um, Buddy now, though. Well, they call each other Buddy, so I'm just like, his name's Buddy. Buddy. Um, so they discover that like the magic from the Berserker's world does not work in the human world, so the human is able to defend the Berserker and, you know, have fun and you know, be friends. Be friends. Um, but you know, ultimately the berserker does get his revenge. His homeless friend is like, I have nothing here for me. Can I just come with you? So they go back to the berserker's world together and start to rebuild. And I just thought it was very, very sweet, and I loved it. Sounds like a good ending. Yeah, it was. It was a very sweet ending. It was not one that I had expected, uh, mostly because I expected the human to die that just seemed like where it was going and he didn't so it was nice it was short and and sweet nice little four (laughs) four issue series (laughs) uh all right well we both have we both have deadly class this is issue number 41 heather has not read issue number 40 i'm a failure i'm sorry so she has not read this but i did and it just kind of talks about how Marcus has made his way into kind of the the upper class or the, like, mainstream. He's, like, popular now. Weird. So, like, he's kind of just, like, trying to slink in and, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it's just, like, weird to, like, see him just be, like, he has this very, like, shitty attitude still, but he's trying to just do his best or whatever is he killing less people he hasn't killed anybody yet okay good but they were in a went on like an assignment and they just kind of talk about life and what's like basically kind of surviving within this world is like yeah i need to get caught up on that yeah yeah i'm only two issues behind so it's not no, that yeah bad, not but... too bad uh do you want me to go yes you go Okay, so next I have Batman. This is issue number 82. And this is City of Bane part 8, I believe. Where do you say? Say somewhere, but... Here, I'll find it because I'm really good at finding it. You are much better than me. So this uh, brings us to, like, the head of what's happening in the story, basically. You have Batman and... Catwoman up against Spain and eight, eight, eight part, eight. part eight. Okay, um, and this issue's wild as fuck. 
I just have no other way to describe it. That, like, so much shit happened. And if you're reading Batman, it's just, like, it's it. very exciting. Because it's coming to the end of Tom King's run. That, too, and it's just all very, like, <laughs> it's just very explosive. <laughs> God damn it. So it's just, yeah, there's just, it's, like, a, a lot going on. A lot going on, and, like, there's just so many different ideas of what's going on. Like, what you think is going on isn't necessarily going on, and, like, you know, I don't want to ruin anything. Because the cover kind of ruins part of it if you flip open the inside. So you get an idea of, like, okay, this is it. But also, I just want to say, fuck these acetate covers. Yeah, they're awful. They are the worst pain in the ass in the world. I don't think they look that cool. They weren't necessary for, like, every single comic that came out today. No. No. And just good luck stacking them on top of anything. Okay. So that's that's all I have to say about Batman. Okay. I, I go again. You go again? I go again. Okay. Um... <laughs> This is issue number 13 of Daredevil, and if you remember last time, uh, Wilson Fisk killed a man in a bathroom. Oh, yes. I remember. Because of the feet. Yeah, he just smashed his fucking skull in. Mm-hmm. It was intense, and it was really awesome. Wait, was it the feet? Was that the issue with the feet? I can't remember. I know. It was, it was something. Or are we talking about Ghost Rider, where the feet are really big? Yeah, probably both. Oh, I should have kept this on so we could see. Uh, but, sorry. So, he's just basically trying to figure out how he can clean up this mess and still survive within this group of people. And then Matt Murdock is just getting his lessons on with Elektra. That sounds dirty. <laughs> it does sound dirty, but it's just them fighting. Okay. But I fucking love, <laughs> I love this so much. That's good. I love how Electra looks. I love her, like, big hair, if I ever find it. Like, her just... Oh, yeah. Oh, it looks great. It's just... She looks fantastic. Yeah, I just love it. Okay. I've been wanting to pick that up and start reading it. I think you should. I will. I'm going to. Just do it. I'm just going to do it. Okay, I have issue four of Over the Garden Wall, Soulful Symphonies. Um, In this issue, it... You kind of figure out how the sisters came to be. Um, (laughs) Stupid comic is so much fun. (laughs) Um, So, of course, I can never remember her name. The youngest sister, who's the one with the least amount of talent, she is thrown into a hole um, so that the two older sisters can steal the souls of Greg and Wirt. But the bird Beatrice is down there, and so... The, the sister explains, like, she's never had any talent, so she discovered that she can summon, like, demons, essentially, who can give her talent. The way that they do that is they steal the souls and the talent from everyone in the town. That's why when Greg and Ward get to this town, no one lives there except for these three people. Mm-hmm. So they are essentially waiting to take the souls of Greg and Ward. Um, it's really dark. Like they show a scene where the sister and fucking Beatrice are down in this hole and they're just like surrounded by skeletons. <laughs> like what? Like just dead. All the dead people in town, all their skeletons and stuff. Um, so yeah, that's that's what's going on here. Um, the younger sister just doesn't 
you know, she's never stood up for herself before because since everyone in town is gone, these two older demons are the only people she has left. But she realizes her wrongs and is like, let's go save the boys. Let's go save the boys. Yeah, so they're going to go save the boys. All right. Okay, now Buffy. Buffy. Oh, God. (laughs) You just got too excited. I love Buffy. This is issue number, what is this? Nine. Nine. Which one is this? <laughs> what did I do? And this conti- continues the Hellmouth stuff. Mm-hmm. This is um, pretty much how everyone is dealing with the fact that Buffy is gone to fight in the Hellmouth. Yeah, and everybody, it's like the world is turned upside down. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what it feels like um, because there is no like destruction or anything in any of the pages. It's just like, oh, Buffy's gone. Everyone resume your normal lives. And it's weird, and Giles is losing his mind. Yeah, no, Giles is being a f- dick. Yeah. Like, he's being such an asshole. And that was, the whole time I was reading this, I was just like, damn, dude, like, chill the fuck out. I was thinking that I love how, as I'm sure I've mentioned this, I'm not a fan of the art in this, but I love how Giles is drawn in this entire issue because he's just <laughs> yeah. the entire time. And I feel like that's just accurate because that's how I would be. He's just very high strung. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously hasn't slept for like three weeks. It's like, oh my god, I got attacked by a vampire. The hellmouth is open. The girl I'm looking after has jumped into a hellmouth. I just, I love what he says. Has everyone gone mad? <laughs> yeah. And he's the one who's like, you know, being fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, not wrong. It's pretty wild. Okay, me, I guess. <clears throat> you have two? Yeah, two. You know. Okay, so this continues everything. This is issue number three. Yes, this is issue number three. This is a little less confusing. Okay. You kind of find out that the store... Is this Gabe from The Office? (laughs) Yes, it is Gabe from The Office. Okay. Gabe from The Office is on the cover, just in case you're wondering. But this kind of... Sets in the idea that the store is more than what it seems, and it's kind of trying to, like, force everybody to be happy. And, like, if they're happy, it seems like they can, like, they've infiltrated them or something's happened. I can't figure out what, if it's aliens. I think it is. I think it's going to be. Uh, The theme today is aliens, by the way, because all of mine has something to do with, like, aliens. So, yes, maybe it's aliens. At first I thought it was robots, that would make sense, too. But it seems like m- more so aliens. And I don't know if that's... I read this last night, so I'm not 100% certain if I just made that decision last night. And I was like, yeah, that's what it is. Don't worry about it. Just go with it. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So next I have Death or Glory. This is issue number six. That's back from a fairly long hiatus, yeah, it's right? Been like on a, a year? Yeah, it's been on a break for like a year. It's been a long time. It, it's really, like, I still really enjoy it. There's aspects of it that are really very strange. And I think what I really love is, like, the art itself. And I do really like this idea of it just, like, this girl trying to save her dad and doing, like, whatever she can. And by that, it means, like, stealing from some major drug dealers and or like just head honchos of crime families like there's us like in the corner 
<laughs> yeah, and these ladies are these ladies are wild. I don't know. It's just still really good. It just really reminds me of like reading an anime for sure. Oh, cool. Just like an old school, just kind of like a seventies, not seventies, but you know what I'm saying. Eighties mm-hmm. sort of anime. Old, old. <laughs> How? However much is older than I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My turn? You do me too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I have uh, Nomen Omen. This is issue number two. This is a very strange series. Um, I know it's only two issues in, but I am already, like, fairly confused about what exactly is going on. So in the first issue, you find out that the main character, Rebecca. At least is right on I the did it, page. yeah. Um, she is colorblind. She survived an accident, two accidents actually, which I discovered. Like the, the one before she was born, she should have technically died in. And then they also keep referencing another accident that she had gotten into where she also should have died, but just didn't. So you get this idea that like she's, you know, Devin Sawa and Final Destination. <laughs> um, so in <laughs> the the first issue, there's a, a guy who kind of comes from the netherworld, essentially, um, takes her heart and, like, kills her. But in this, you don't know if she actually is, like, dead or if that was just, like, a metaphor. It's weird. There's, like, demons in this. And then there's also, like, a whole nether world that kind of opens up for her there's these group of i want to say like evil fairies that's what it seems like to me that are all like trying to get her or kill her in some way or another and then (laughs) there's a guardian there's a a big man in a a white tank top and short shorts who is called the guardian (laughs) i'm not even kidding (laughs) and he is trying to defeat these little, little fairies so i I love what's going on. Um, I I love all the action. I love how they're, like, fighting each other. And from her perspective, it's all in black and white. But then when you see it from, like, her friend's perspective, there's a bunch of color. So it's just, it's wild. I, I, again, I don't know exactly what's going on. Aliens. (laughs) It's aliens. She's either dead or she's not dead. And these things are either trying to kill her or they're not. We'll figure it out. (laughs) It's fun, though. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. As long it. as you're having a good yeah. time. Yeah, and, and fun in the sense I was like reading it going, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but I finished it and I enjoyed it. So that's all that matters. So just, now here's both of us. Just kind of like the same thing that happened here. Yeah. This is Die. And this oh, is issue yeah. nine. Yeah. Nine. nine. Yeah, nine. 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 This is uh, super confusing as well. Uh, so we're going to do our best to try to explain what's going on because I think we pieced it together as best we as best we could. Yes. What we did find out is you don't have have to know anything about Charlotte Bronte. No, um, because pretty much everything that you would need to know is referenced in here. <laughs> so but but I let love, me. T- I love Charlotte Bronte. So <laughs> but I- let me let me tell you, there's a lot about Charlotte Bronte in here, and a lot of kind of I guess world building. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, so. The world that all these kids are in, and Antaria, Angaria, Angria, Angria, you know, Sangria. We'll just call it Sangria for now. 
Um, this world that they are... Just like any good D- D&D <laughs> campaign, we'll just call it something else. Yeah. That spooked me. The door is not closed all the way. I, I got it. Don't worry, anybody. Okay, so I'm going to try this. Okay, so this world that they are in that Sol apparently created, or they thought that he had created... Um, is not something that he actually created. It's something that has apparently just been there. Um, Charlotte Bronte becomes a huge part of this world, as in um, she and her siblings also built it, which leads us to believe that it has always been there. It is just drawn to you, or you are drawn to it. It's wild. Like, yeah, it's just there's no rhyme or reason yeah. to it. Um, so basically, Charlotte Bronte tells the story of how her and her siblings created this world um, each on their own and died because of it. Or at least that's what she made it yeah. seem like is, you know, they couldn't let go of this world and so it consumed them and they became a part of it. Um, so that's her story. And it's bananas. And meanwhile, our friends in the hole are trying to find a way out. Yeah. Some of them seem to want to try to get back home. And I think everybody is just kind of like, well, we're here. We got to do shit. Mm-hmm. It's a... I'm sure it'll make sense, like, as we read more issues. But mm-hmm. just in this issue alone, it gets it is kind of confusing. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> I guess we'll we'll talk more on this when the next issue comes out. Yeah, I, this is one of those books I feel like I need to go back and read as a whole. Like I said, we kind of forgot what had happened when we were talking about the last story arc to this story arc. Mm-hmm. So I think having that refresher and maybe getting it all at once would be would be good. I don't know. Are you reading right now? <laughs> yeah, because apparently our our friend, you know. Kieran Gillen here has never read any of their books either. So that leads me to believe that you don't need to read them <laughs> to understand. Our, our our good friend, our good dear friend. There's also a Jane Eyre spoilers. So if you've never read the book, don't read the notes in the back. But I also, I think you should read the book because I really enjoyed it. <laughs> That's, I'm not going to lie. It's one of my favorite books and I hate telling people that. Because I always get that judgmental look that Derek always gives me when I say something is my favorite. Oh, I know exactly yeah. the look you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. Um, so we're just going to keep talking. Um, do you, do you want to go or you want me to go? I don't know. It's up to you. I'll go. I'll go. So I have this uh, V.E. Schwab, Shades of Magic, The Steel Prince, The Rebel Army. <laughs> this is the last um, part in her Shades of Magic prequel series. Um Maxim Marish, who is the the prince, who the steel prince, he just finished the uh, the steel knives competition. He came out on top. He won. The bad guy that was in the steel knives competition is pissed that he won because he is apparently, I am the king of magic, <laughs> like that kind of thing. So he starts taking over um, Maxim's ships and recruiting the people there to rebel against him hence the rebel army all right yeah it's uh so that's just the beginning of him like going around either killing the people who won't kneel and taking over the ones who will taking over as in like he brainwashes them 
to fight against Maxim because he wants to fucking destroy that kingdom. All right. It sounds like an asshole. Yeah, no, he's a huge dick. He has this really cool power, though. I can't remember what it's called, um, where he can, like, yeah, like, take over the body and then just, like, destroy him from the inside out. Hmm. It's pretty sick. Yeah. It's like what he does. It would be very useful, but also dangerous. I can see why people want to kill him because he can just, like, look at you and kill you. So it's... It sounds scary. It's a big deal, yeah. You say something he doesn't like, he's like, and then you just get destroyed. Yeah, into, like, ice pieces. No, I don't like that. Yeah, it's terrifying. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I guess I will will go next. I have uh, BB Free. This is issue number one. This is was cute. That's what I got from it. That was part of the reason I didn't want to add it because I have a lot of cute things, but I was very curious to see where it would go. I I can't say that it's 100% something that I like a bunch. The writing wasn't, like, for me, super strong. But the story was really, like, I really like the idea. She's basically, her father continually tells her to be, like, a good girl and basically fall in line and she's trying to do uh, a radio show with her friend uh, called Shula Radio, I believe. And oh, the art is cute. The art is really cute. Like, yeah, the book is like super adorable. And it's like I said, the story is really interesting because her dad is basically trying to keep her under his thumb. There's something called the Freedom for Fifteen, where people at the age of fifteen go out and kind of just like live their life. And she wants to go travel the world and, like, do her radio show. And, like, that's what the radio show would be about is her just doing that sort of thing. And her dad is just, like, very against it. And then she's also, like, magical in some sort of way. Cute. Yeah. No, it is it is very cute. But also, once like, you know, it's not my, not necessarily my gig. Right. I did really like it. And I probably would suggest it for people who are, like, into that sort of thing. But, yeah, the art is just so good. I think that was one that Wit is really into, or at least into the idea of it when we had talked about it. Yeah, no, and it, the idea is really, like, I really do like the idea. And maybe if I could have put myself in a different mindset, I would have liked it more. Like I said, it wasn't bad. It was just not my not my style. Okay. And I, like I said, I, I think it would be really great for, for young readers. Like the runaways? Yeah, like the runaways people. type of people, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay, I'll go. Okay, so I have issue number two of Strange Skies over East Berlin. Um, This is a weird one. This is an alien one. I'm convinced. (laughs) I actually am convinced that it is aliens. Um, So we have a American spy who's kind of infiltrated this bunker in Berlin where a lot of weird things are happening. The, the, The wall is still a thing in Germany right now. That's and I don't know if it's like it takes place before the wall had been taken down or if it's like current mm-hmm. times because I guess I just never looked into that or yeah. like questioned it. Um, but basically, this issue deals with um, a major Stasi is uh, he's the one who was like killing people and like taking them prisoner anytime they would try to get over the wall. So this American spy uh, is in the same bunker as this same guy who he doesn't know if he'd seen his face before. So if when they get out, he's going to be, you know, taken prisoner or killed or whatever. Mm -hmm. But while he's down there, he's trying to figure out what had happened to a man that he had interrogated. He 
pretty much turned into this weird like light alien demon thing and then just like disappeared and that's slowly happening to everyone within the bunker so he is investigating it trying to figure out what that has to do with the wall what it has to do with uh the kind of technology that has been going on down in the bunker that no one else seems to know Mm -hmm. about while also trying to stay alive and not getting killed because once they like the alien blue lights or whatever takes over you you either kill or you kill yourself so it's there's a lot going That's on yeah that sounds intense there's a lot lot going on in this uh but the narration in this comic is really really cool because i don't know like whose point of view it's supposed to be um I like that. Yeah, and it's very mysterious. Like, they, they give you a lot of the information right off the bat, but then, like, when it comes to explaining what exactly is happening, they're kind of keeping that under wraps and, mm-hmm. like, letting the story unfold, and that is super cool. Yeah. I This is one I really enjoy, so I am going to have to get you that first issue because okay. I keep forgetting to grab it. All right, so next I have... We're doing this so quick. I know. Uh, I have Pretty Deadly, The Rat. This is issue number three. And the uncle is still just trying to figure out more about his niece's death. And they go and visit the Reaper of Thirst. That's a sick name. Yeah, she is a wild-looking lady and very, very just kind of gross. That's not gross. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. What is she (laughs) spitting out? snakes snakes there she but basically she gives you uh whatever you thirst so any of those sorts of like you know booze sex and he just wants information (laughs) is that did you just list those two because that's what you always thirst for (laughs) these are the only things i know (laughs) remember when dave always talks about like the the thing in Hellraiser, how the uncle could have, like, never had, like, hit his limit, like, in that time. It's like, nah, he's me. Just like, he just all right, really I, did it. I slipped a finger in the butt. Now I need these fucking. Cinnabites. I almost said Cinnabites. Yes, yeah, Cinnabites. The Cinnabons. Cinnabons. <laughs> the Cinnabons come and rip my skin apart and just fuck me till I die. Yeah, because that guy's, like, what, 32 is. Yeah. What was. Yeah. It so was that's. that's you're, you're the uncle in Hellraiser. <laughs> Come to daddy. <laughs> I'm in hell. Help me. That has nothing to do with Pretty Deadly at all, but that's that's how I'll leave it. Okay. That makes me want to read it. Okay, so uh, we both have uh, Undiscovered Country. This is the first issue by... I need you to say the name because I always mess it up. And not even like on purpose. I always say Scoot Snyder. <laughs> that's not his name. oh god no i'm gonna have a problem scott snyder okay and charles soul okay so this story is apparently a really big one uh this is (laughs) this is about a group of like scientists and doctors and stuff they are flying and and soldiers and soldiers sorry two or one of one of one of each of those (laughs) yeah one of each of those in a group flying to the united states which states which has been walled off from the entire world for 30 years no contact in or out um these people from the other world are dealing with this sickness called the sky yes the sky the sky it uh from what i understand it makes your insides melt out of your eyes at least yeah, that's what that's happened, what, <laughs> that's what happened <laughs> to the kid. somebody yeah so 
based off this illness and the fact that they have no uh, vaccine for it, they outside of the the walls of the United States, they just don't have much time to live. Like humanity is just going to collapse. So they receive a video, a message from inside of the United States telling them like, hey, come in here. A video message. Yes. Both of those things. Uh, Basically, the guy's like, hey, come in here. We have this vaccine for you. (laughs) So they all go to go get the vaccine and, you know, a walled off world for 30 years. United States especially, shit is not going to be good. So, But they just like are like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Let's go get this <laughs> no, vaccine for let's this. Let's not do like any sort of reconnaissance or anything. Yeah. Let's just fucking, let's just fi- fly a helicopter in they there. They fly right in and it turns into Mad Max Fury Road and <laughs> it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, no, it is really cool. Uh, I would say we were talking about this earlier. The beginning of this book is filled with dialogue i guess so many words just a lot of exposition i didn't come here to read a book (laughs) i wanted pictures which by the way the art is the art is really great uh it's just one of those things where i felt like i that kind of deterred me from the book when i started and once i hit the the cool parts i was like oh shit i love this they got monsters i've never seen before yeah there is a little bit of a I guess a twist at the end. It's a twist that's already happened here in the United States. <laughs> but just like every, you know, thing in the world, they're just recycling it and making it happen again. Maybe they they just love KFC. Damn. Maybe. <laughs> KFC. I do really want KFC right now. <laughs> Thinking about chicken a lot. <laughs> Chicken's great. Yeah, mashed potatoes mostly, but... But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you like post-apocalyptic shit, this would probably be a good one. Yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> Sorry, it's really wild. There's a lot that happens in it. There is a lot that <laughs> happens in a it. A lot, yeah. I, I can't even really remember half the words I read. I feel like I just, like, blocked out because I was like, I just want to know what's happening to them. It does... It flashes back and uh, yeah, forth in time. Yeah, flashes back and forth in time. But, like I said, just gives you kind of some unnecessary information. It could have filled in the gaps later for you. Yeah. And, like, it kind of reads like an action movie, like I said. Just like, boom, 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 boom. Like, hits those beep beats. <laughs> those beats. And this is where we crash. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, so Undiscovered Country. Sorry, that's issue number one by Scoot. <laughs> Scott Snipe. I don't know why I even call him that. Yeah. Have you ever met somebody named Scoot? No, but we do have someone named Skippy. So it's possible that there is someone named Scoot. Well, not not this man. Not this man. This is Scott Snyder. He's a very popular comic writer. Please don't think we don't like you, because we do. No, I'm just an idiot, and I just can't say Scott for some reason. It just always comes out Scoot. And it's only with his name, too. Like, I've never mixed up any other Scott. Maybe it's the double S's. It could be. You're just, like, preparing yourself to say Snyder, so you just say Scoot. (laughs) That's probably it. Uh, So I am the only one with an X-Men book this week. Actually, I did read two X-Men books. But first I will talk about New Mutants. This is issue number one. This is really, really good. I really, really liked it. Basically, Cyclops' dad strands them on a 
on like a, I guess, a space station. Classic. He would do that. (laughs) But the art is really great. It kind of goes a little bit more into Krakoa and uh, the gates and kind of how they feed off energy or feed off the world that surrounds them, like things from within Krakoa, it seems like. Oh, I really, I thought it was one of the better Nubians books, one of the better X books. That has come out. Do you think it's just because Hickman's doing it? Uh, I mean, it's Hickman and Ed Ed Brisson. I think Ed Brisson wrote the first issue, or maybe they teamed up. Where is it at? Damn, damn, these pages. There we go. Okay, it just tells me they both wrote it. Okay. They just double teamed it. But it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was really great. I really liked it. And then the other book that I don't have with me is X Force, and I just read that. And I'm really, I'm really bummed you didn't get to read it. I'm gonna read it when I go into work. But I did ruin all of it for Heather because she let me. I I asked her to, because I needed to know. I don't like being blindsided. <laughs> That's why I hate surprise parties. <laughs> Well, this was a surprise party for sure. The issue was really, really good. Like, I don't know what I expected, but it was a solid, solid issue. The writing was killer. (laughs) I I didn't, no pun intended. I'm sure. Uh, I thought you were going to say spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) But... It does end on a very, like, big, intense note. So I would say if you don't want something ruined for you to stay away from the internets, that would do that for you because it was, it was huge. It's huge. The issue was really, really good otherwise, even despite the big thing that happens. And I know I just said this about New Mutants, but honestly, probably the, like, strongest of all of the books. Which one is it? It's it's definitely X Force. At least okay. maybe because my opinion was no offense to anybody involved. Maybe it's just the X Force title, but my like I was just like, I don't know, I don't think this is gonna be good. That's why I just didn't bother picking it up. And then I read it and I was like, Wow, this was really good. I really liked this. And maybe I was just in a, a weird zone, but because I had just read Batman. And then I read Batman, I read X Force. So I read them back to back, and both of them were just filled with so much stuff. I was like, oh, my God. And this happens now. Every time I pick up it or don't pick up an X-Men comic that you pick up, you, like, text me, and you're like, so you didn't read it, did you? Because I would have been blowing you up with, like, <laughs> yeah, stuff. stuff. So, no, I, I have not read either of those. Okay. Well, before we're done, I actually have something for you. I wanted to give it to you really fast while we're on. Me? Yeah. Okay. Just to show how good of a friend I am. <laughs> God. I couldn't. No, you're a good friend. <laughs> Being the idiot I am, I did. Did you already wrap a Christmas present? I will. It's, it's for you, and all I had was Christmas. <laughs> like this Christmas thing. I was going to. Oh, my God, you're opening it for me. Well, I'm not opening it for you. I just. Oh, God. I put yarn on it and tied it in a very tight knot. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Like a super insanely tight knot. <laughs> okay. All right, there you go. My Christmas present. This is why Christmas presents <laughs> <Just> are... <laughs> comic page. 
Oh yeah, I, I tore apart one of the gross books we got, so it was just like... <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's me. See those eyebrows? That's how I've always wanted my eyebrows. <laughs> oh my god. It's also a bobblehead. I... <laughs> I I didn't realize that till I looked at the front of the box and I was like, oh my god, it's a bobblehead, which is amazing. So this is a Namor pop bobblehead, just in case you're wondering. It's the 80th anniversary edition. <laughs> oh my god, he has little wings on it. <laughs> Here we go. Here's his little feet wings. Oh my god, this is amazing and the best thing ever. He did nothing wrong. But yes, I, I felt like this was important to give you. This is very important. Thank you. <laughs> you were you were so welcome. Did you guys see that? This is what a good friend does. <laughs> and I bought it yesterday. Damn, and you kept it secret the whole time? I had Wit put it under a secret name. So when it came in, that you wouldn't see it. And then when it did come in, it came in yesterday. But I told Wendy and Dave I was ordering it for you. So like Wendy... I don't know if you remember her pulling it out and was like, oh, they finally wrapped a pop in the Yeah, no, cardboard. and I remember seeing it, too, and being like, who ordered that? For a minute, I thought it was Wendy, and I was like, why would Wendy order any more? <laughs> it's me. So, <laughs> it's for me. <laughs> so that's it. That's the gift, and that's and that's it. I just wanted wanted to do that here. I believe in Namor. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody will know. Okay, so everybody, go buy comics. Thank you for listening to us. Thanks for enduring us. Right after I say I don't like surprises, you're like, let me give <laughs> you a surprise. Okay, bye. You'll guys. love it. Bye. This is really cool though. Thank you. Yeah, dude. I love it. Well, after you said you weren't going to get it for yourself, I was like, well, I, I can get it. <laughs> and I was also really drunk. <laughs> that <laughs> makes sense because I ordered you something really drunk for PBS too. I was just.